Jackson had a 3.8 QBR. Wow, that was pretty good. 40 what? The 40. Caleb so. likes those overs. Well, I, I just I just picked two unders. What? Oregon. Um, because I thought it would be fun, right? We want to see the turnover <laughs> chainsaw. We I wanna mean, see why not? The, the the bling and the lights of the Rose Bowl at 8 o'clock. Pack 12 after die. Good teams win, great teams cover. I've always said <laughs> Well... With, with, with 10 games over Mr. Safe over there. Oh, Safe. That's a bold like, move, Cotton. Like uh, 12 weeks, we'll be unemployed. I just want to say. That's right. In, twel- in 12 weeks, we'll be, uh, we'll be sitting next to the burn, bar- burn barrel out uh, under the bridge. Run the RPO, Chad. It's not hard. Rutgers is good. They lost yeah. their coach. Okay. They're, they're, they're doing so good, their coach just <laughs> got fired. <laughs> My notes yeah, on this game, did. it says Iowa and Michigan are both awful. <laughs> and their offense is very, very bad. We need to come up I with, like, an algorithm. Uh, there's nothing to talk about. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Six. I think he shanked the extra point. Leeches off his rocker. <laughs> this is the Kick 6 Project. It's Nathan, Caleb, and Jake. That's right. This is the Kick 6 Podcast. <laughs> I'm Nathan. With me, as always, Caleb and Jake. Say what's up, boys. What's up, boys? What's up, boys? <laughs> I like that, Jake. That was that was your Thank best you. Caleb impersonation. Thank you. Yep, that was the best I could give. Oh my goodness! Well, he he will be with us shortly. He is uh, he is currently taking care of some some side business uh, at his at his other uh, high flying uh, podcast job. Um, yep, he's I think on he's, CBS. I, I think he's doing a a, a a TV hit actually. Oh, he's doing a TV hit. Yeah, yeah. I, gotta, I thought he was doing a CBS job tonight. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe it is. What night? Oh, it is Tuesday. So yeah, he's probably on, he's probably on yeah. uh, CBS HQ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, dude. So we have just finished up Rivalry Week. This is our Rivalry Week 2021 recap, and then we'll also be labeling this coaching chaos. As you can see, we're carousel, carousel chaos, Karen, coaching carousel chaos. I'm not gonna lie. I had to take a mental health day today. Yes, I did as well. Uh, I was I was up on the uh, on the YouTube till about eleven o'clock, and those that know me, I usually go to bed about eight. And uh, it, it could have been due to the. Oh, st- you probably had a rough morning. Oh, dude, I took a, I got a steroid shot last night because I've been kind of sick, and so that kind of kept me up. But uh, yeah, I woke up with like a splitting headache, and uh, yeah, I was not. Uh, I'm not used to staying up that late. But uh, as you can see, it. it it, it feels as if I've been cheated on, betrayed, um, all those things. I, I know how you feel, Jake, when, when you found out that Chad Morris got fired because, you know, he did such an incredible job. You know? Oh, it was sickening. Mm, I know. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it absolutely was sickening. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, to be completely honest with you, I didn't eat for two weeks. Um, but we're past that. Yeah. We're past that. You're, you're in a better place now. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm healed. Yeah, recovered, rehab. So, all right. So, Jake, uh, do you have our picks for week number thirteen, which was rivalry week? Uh, no, because I cannot pull up my numbers app. All right, so I'll go ahead and give you the rate. Oh wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I have the I have the screenshot. Okay, okay. All right. Well, does it show all the picks? It should. I don't know. One, I, two, I three, remember. four. F- wait, one, two, three. I don't see the very first pick. Whatever it was. All but right. I the see first the rest. pick was the Egg Bowl. Uh, Ole Miss plus two and a half at Mississippi State. Nate. Caleb and Jake all had Ole Miss plus two and a half, and that was a win as Ole Miss won outright 
in the Egg Bowl. That was a hard-fought game, um, but I was really glad to see Lane Kiffin get to that 10th win. And uh, Mississippi State was such an up-and-down team all year. Um, I really thought that uh, Ole Miss was just was better overall. Yeah, that, yeah, that was an easy pick. All right, what do we got? Uh, our next one was Ohio State at Michigan. We all took Ohio State, and we all know how that went. It was murder. This, this game from the onset, Jake, was wasn't all, even close. Was all Michigan? You know, Michigan comes out and they throw, they throw a haymaker. I mean, just just right there, right down the field, they score. Um, they actually, they actually. Um, I want to say had a chance to go up 14 to nothing and ended up only getting a field goal or maybe something like that. I'm trying to remember exactly how it played out. But every time that Ohio State would answer, their defense could not get a stop. Yeah, and their that's, defense is That's what duty. it came down to is is this was an elite offense with a very, very weak, very, very weak defense. And the Michigan Wolverine offense got just enough opportunities um, and just enough stops because they have a, a really good uh, defense. Those those ends, um, impressive defen- defensive line play uh, for Michigan. And I just saw tonight that they moved up to number two in the polls, so that's rightfully so uh, yep. for them. Uh, that Jim Harbaugh's got them rolling. I like to see what they'll do in the Big Ten Championship against Iowa. I think they're the team to beat right now. So, all right, what was next? And then our next one was Wake minus five at Boston College. Uh, we all lost this. Uh, Nate and Caleb had over 64 and a half, and I had BC plus five. Um, it would have hit the over if BC could have scored any kind of points, and BC probably would have covered if they could have scored any kind of points. Uh, but they couldn't score points, and Wake Forest could. And that's how you lose uh, football games. Typically, yeah. If the other team Typically, can score and you can't. Um, yeah. I don't think Phil Jakovic was, was 100%. Um, in this game, uh, he only threw uh, three times, uh, or excuse me, 11 times for 19 yards, one touchdown, uh, two picks. Uh, he's been balling out in his other starts, but of course he's been on the injury train. Um, but uh, he had also had 11 carries for 66 yards, just not himself. And Yeah, uh, it, was, uh, it, it was a lot. It, it was less Phil Dracovic and more Phil Dracoyuk. Oh. If you know what I mean. Oh, Brandon, uh, Brandon, arm, yucky, Brandon Arm Week. It was a Brandon Arm Week performance. It was very yucky. Yeah. Um, Wake Forest is not good, and I stand by that. Okay. All right. All right. I think I know what you'll be picking uh, in the ACC championship game coming up on our next show. So, hey, yep. uh, um, a, a moment of uh, self-praise here. Make sure you check out our championship week picks coming up on Thursday. <laughs> Uh, make sure you check those out. So, anyways, yes. let's roll. Spoiler, spoiler alert! Real quick, I went ten and zero. Oh, already, huh? Already, yeah, already just, going ten and zero. Yep. Okay. All right. We will see how that plays out. What else we got on the list? Uh, next one is Bama minus nineteen and a half at Auburn. Uh, Nate and I lost this because we're idiots and we think Nick Saban's a good coach. And Caleb got this because, of course, uh, Alabama cannot get past the fifty-yard line against Auburn, and somehow Auburn has a Heisman winner at QB and TJ Finley, who had a broken ankle the entire game and was still able to score points somehow. Did you see that catch in overtime? The like tight end had that was ridiculous. He was a freshman. I mean, that's the kind of game we were looking at. And then Auburn somehow lets Alabama drive 99 yards in a minute and 10. Yeah, and, and, and I think that might have been the C.J. Stroud-Heisman moment. 
or not CJ Stroud, the yeah, Bryce Young uh, Heisman yeah. moment there, and I think CJ Stroud lost it um, thanks to his defense. Uh, if we're being honest with each other, um, and as you said, I don't. I think, I think we picked Nick Saban led Alabama team. We're giving Nick Saban too much credit because he really hasn't shown us much. You know what I mean? And you know he he's just really not proven yet. Uh, so one of these. Oh, correct. Days, yeah, I think he's on the hot seat. Uh, one of these days he will go out there and he will he will prove to the, to the 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 masses whether or not he can coach or not. Uh, but until then, I don't think we can expect Bama to be a 19 point favorite and uh, and cover that sort of spread. Uh, anyways, uh, in in all seriousness, Alabama lost or Alabama didn't win this game. Auburn lost it. Um, and I was I, I was all on the most impressive Iron Bowl loss in history by Bama, and it just could not happen. I couldn't imagine being an Auburn fan. Ooh. Sorry. I thought it was rough the way Arkansas lost their game, uh, but I would have um, I would have been still throwing up if that's how Arkansas lost the Bama game. It would have been similar to the exodus of Chad Morris. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very similar. Um, probably a lot more blood um, coming from my body. Like Petrino amount of blood after the crash. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, exactly. Very good. <laughs> All right, what's, uh, what's next? The next game is OU plus four at uh, Oklahoma State. I don't know what Nate was thinking. He took OU plus four um, with Lincoln Riley rumored to leave to USC. I just don't know why you would take OU in that position. Because that, um, that was that was that had been talked about forever. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're thinking. And um, and Spencer Rattler's on the team. Uh, that's also another good point. I don't know why you're taking OU. He's not playing, but he's on the team. Um, I took over 49 and a half. That just shows um, poor judgment. You know what I mean? Just having yeah. him on the team. Having him on uh, the squad. I took over 40, 49 and a half. Fifty uh, percent because I wanted to, and fifty percent because Dylan told me to. And then Caleb took under 49 and a half. Okay, so fifty percent Dylan told you to. Yeah, yeah, that was um, – Dylan and I talked about that game because I didn't know what to pick, and he said take the over, so I took the over. Mm. Mm. All right, so you cheated, basically. Uh, basically, yeah. Mm. Yep, yep. I'll, t- I'll tell you what got you this over. You want to hear? No defense. They scored points. Two muffed punts inside the five. That's yeah, I what, did see that. That's what got the over, Jake. And again, I want to uh, attribute that to Spencer Rattler being on the field. It's probably true. Or in the stadium. In the he, stadium. Just, just his look has a has a bad aura, you know, like a bad mojo. I imagine what happened is both punt returners were going to catch the ball, and they both saw um, corner of their eye an albino the snake, and they both looked the rattler and, snake, and they both looked, and then the ball hit him in the face. That ain't right, Jake. Yeah, okay. He's about to be the next quarterback at USC. No, he's he's going to Arizona State apparently. That's the Vegas favorite. <laughs> did you bet did you bet that? I did not bet that bet that, but it is the Vegas Vegas favorites, uh Arizona State, and then the next one is I can't remember. I think USC. All right, all right, okay. Or Ole Miss or something. Uh, I'm tired of talking about this game. I think uh yeah. OSU is gonna work their way into the playoffs this weekend, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, all right, what's next? Um, next are our pick six kick of the week. Uh, I'm sorry. Kick six our pick of the week. Kick six pick of the week. Um, 
we all three got our first one right. Uh, Nate took Clemson minus 11 because Easy. he is a cheater and he takes the easiest one. That was basically a high school game. Um, I was bold, took Arkansas minus 14 and a half. For the folks at home that don't know, that is more than a two-touchdown favorite. And I won that. It was easy. And then Caleb took Notre Dame minus 19 and a half because he actually cares about the school he roots for, and they covered that. Uh, The second kick six pick of the week uh, was uh, Nate and I got got this one right, and Caleb got his wrong, uh, which put him behind in points, really. He could have been uh, sitting pretty good behind us if he would have got this last one right, which he should have, to be honest. I don't know how Houston didn't blow UConn out, but he took Houston – they did, don't ever take that big of a spread in the last game of the week when the team's already guaranteed their conference championship. They yeah, were, they were not playing for that game. They were play, no. playing for Saturday. Yeah, he, uh, Caleb took Houston minus thirty-two and a half at UConn, and that did not. I, I don't. I think it almost covered. I think it was at like twenty-eight or something like that, but it did not cover. Um, I took over sixty-two and a half in UNC NC State, which if <laughs> I don't know how I won this game because this game was at twenty-seven. To 23 with three minutes left in the fourth quarter, NC State scores on like a 60 yard pass, kicks an onside kick, and then scores on like a 40 yard, gets it, and then scores on like a 40 yard pass. Literally, defensive coordinating 101 with that little time left, you do not give up a 60 yard touchdown. Like, that's no, that's literally like the day one material. Okay. Yeah. And they gave that game away. I was so. Uh, I was so mad to see that you got that over um, by knowing how that game played out because UNC yeah. had this. They were down. They were down big at the, at the beginning. They fight yeah. back right before halftime. They get out to a lead in the third quarter, and then they choke. Yeah, I mean that's all. That's it. All it is just bad defensive coordinating, um, and and they they choke this game away. Devin Leary played great, two hundred forty seven yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Zam Knight nine carries, sixty nine yards. Um, I mean, you, you, UNC State uh, deserved the win this game because uh, of North Carolina's coaching, and yeah. uh, I think if you're um, you're Mac Brown, um, you contribute this one to the defensive coordinator. I'm trying to think of his name. A lot of people think he's good. Is it Jay Bateman, or is that the offensive coordinator? I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, their offensive coordinator is really good. I think that I think that's Jay Bateman. Um, uh, Mac Mac Brown needs to check himself back into the old person's home because he's looking, that was a terrible. He's looking rough. He, he thought it was the first quarter still, and that he was coaching in the 1970s because uh, he was playing man coverage twice and got burnt on it twice. Yeah, yeah with the, 23, with the lead. literally 20, they scored 14 points in 23 seconds. Yep. So that's yeah. how that went. And then Nate smartly took Illinois minus six and a half versus Northwestern, and they absolutely blew the doors off of him. Yes, Bielema's going bowling, baby. Uh, I heard he's not. Oh, really? I heard they didn't make it. Uh, so I think I think they're five and seven actually, but they may get uh, the exemption. They might get lucky because of the academics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that's what that's what it'd be up to. But hey, pretty good season for Bielema there um, at yeah. Illinois, and uh, we'll talk about yeah. this a little later. But there was a few people floating that name out there for the uh, Notre Dame job. Um, Bielema? Would, yeah, that's what I said too. <laughs> that's, dude, if, if, if that happens, you get Chad Morris is your OC. Yeah, we got Bielema. <laughs> Chad Morris and John L. Smith. <laughs> oh my God, dude! I know. It, I was uh, like, I was like, okay, uh, okay. You, you're you're a top f- 
five money maker in college football and a top ten program. And he can't be the coach of a religious school. And I was like, and you're gonna get yeah. Well, we might as well get old uh, Petrino. If your coach, if your head football coach isn't smart enough to get into your own school, he probably shouldn't be the head. He probably yeah. shouldn't be the head coach. Yeah, we're gonna get. We'll we'll bring Bielema over and we'll get John Gruden and yeah. uh, and probably, uh, Petrino out there, and we'll just we'll just. He probably can't even spell Notre Dame. Let alone coach him. No. It, that would be an awful hire. Oh, that, my God. You guys want to win another game. Peyton says Nutter Dame. That's what he'll spell it. N-U-T-T-E-R. <laughs> the Nutter, Nutter Dame. <laughs> Holy crap. They, they, they offered me Nutter Dame. I thought they were talking about Nutter Butters. <laughs> he's out there. He's out there. <laughs> Got his little Debbies in his suitcase carrying him over there. Oh, no. You guys are... Uh, um, Dude, Notre Dame would no longer be a football program. The, the fan base is already like, you know, they get stupid. They're probably mad. on edge. They get stupid mad about everything, right? You know, like yeah. if you don't score on every possession or your defense gives up nine points in three games, they're still complaining. And if Brett Bielema was announced the head coach, there would be fires on campus. Yeah. Yeah. He, he would be on fire on campus. Uh, they, they would like Brett Bielema on fire. Oh my Head football coach Notre Dame gets they're, lit on fire first press conference. They're throwing <laughs> bottles of J- Jameson Irish whiskey at him. Take, take that. Go back to Arkansas. Oh, uh, oh god, that would be nightmare. I'm not even a Notre Dame fan, and that makes me sick. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't think I don't think he's actually in the administration's uh, top list of candidates. But I would uh, hope not. There was there was legit there was legit media people floating that name out there, and they're like, "Are you kidding?" Uh, but I think I think that's a, a perfect segue into this coaching uh, chaos. Um, let me give you a rundown on the points going into championship week. Jake has a two point lead, fifty two points. Uh, I'm right behind him at fifty, and Caleb has. Hey, wait, 47. how many points did I have? Fifty two. Oh, I'm sorry. What was it? Uh, five two. Oh, 50, 52. Mm. The lead. I the lead. That's yes. what that that was. It's okay. not gonna That's... last long, Jake. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, no we're gonna have no, to no, vacate won't. vacate some wins because uh, you're 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 searching for outside sources such as Dylan uh, to get these picks. Oh, I wasn't so. searching for an outside source. He asked me the games that he bets on. Oh. And he asked me about the OU game, and I said I don't know. Mm. And then he said, and then we decided on the over. Okay. All right. All right, well, we'll see. But anyways, so college football coaching has been insane. All right, usually one blue blood a year comes open. Uh, this year, we're looking at USC open. We're looking at Florida open. We're looking at LSU open. Uh, we are now looking at Oklahoma and Notre Dame open. We see Penn State and Michigan State make some moves and get their coaches to stick around. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone far. Big school Have back. there been some big hires so far? Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. So, uh, news broke on Sunday afternoon. Jake, you sent me a text that Leak and Riley uh, had been uh, in works with uh, the University of Southern Cal to be their next head coach, and that is confirmed. We've all seen the numbers um, of Lincoln Riley's um, report. Of, of what he's getting. So Lincoln Riley, out of left field, a night after saying, hey, he was not be the next coach at LSU, uh, leaves Norman and heads to um, heads to Southern California. I think this is the biggest coaching move in possibly in college football history. 
Uh, we have seen a number, I think it's six or seven, four or five-star recruits decommit from, from Oklahoma after this. Most of them are West Coast guys, so you know where they're going. Uh, I think this is the biggest landscaping change, coaching change um, in, in college football history. What do you think, Jake? Uh, yeah, I mean, OU has literally lost like their entire recruiting class. Um, they're going to be screwed. Um, I think they shot themselves in the foot going into the SEC. Um, they're going to have to make a huge hire. Um, but whoever's going to get there is going to basically have to rebuild, which is crazy because OU has a ton of talent. But, like, all the kids are leaving. They just lost their tight end. They've lost multiple wide receivers. Their backup QBs leaving, obviously. Um, I think they've lost some defensive guys now. Um, and to be honest, I think – them going to the SEC is what drove Lincoln Riley out. I think if they would have stayed in the Big Twelve, he would have stayed at OU. Yeah, and I'll probably I'll probably do like a quick podcast with Rob. He's our OU guy uh, that we did our preview with at the beginning of the season uh, on this, and he'll be able to kind of confirm some more of the inner inner workings. Uh, from from a, Link, a Lincoln Riley standpoint, I think this is a good move. From a standpoint, oh, I think we got Caleb back. Yep, looks there, like it. There he is. Caleb, Caleb. The... All right, welcome Caleb back to the show. Uh, we're just talking about uh, Lincoln Riley. Um, I think from a Lincoln Riley stepping out, going and getting out of the Bob Stoops shadow, uh, Bob Stoops kind of gave him the keys to uh, to uh, to the new car, and Lincoln Riley made it from uh, you know a nice uh, you know family ride to a souped up sports car. Uh, he kind of traded things up, but. Um, I think this is his move, man, because he. Uh, where, where are the best quarterbacks and best receivers from? Um, South California. Yeah, yeah. And so those guys, uh, he's going to get them to stay home. Like you said, Jake, less competition uh, out on the West Coast. And when USC is good, uh, the Pac-12 gets a little more respect. Um, and I think he can, like you said, he can win 10, 11 games in that conference as long as he recruits decent for that area, if he recruits yeah. good, he's 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 a big time, um, he's a big time player. You think about C.J. Stroud, you think about uh, Bryce Young, all Southern California guys. Uh, you think about Malachi Nelson, which is the the five star quarterback that's coming into OU that's decommitted uh, for the twenty twenty two class, I believe. Uh, he'll be following him to USC. Um, so I think this is a home run deal for USC, a home run deal for. Lincoln Riley, uh, 110 million. Um, he sold both of his Norman Norman houses, 500 thousand over asking price. So that's a million dollar bonus. Uh, they bought him a six million dollar home in L.A. And then his family has 24 seven access to the private jet. Um, it does not get much better than that. Um, I think LSU offered him similar, and I just don't think he wants to be in the SEC. I think he knows he can't win in the SEC. Yeah, his he can't. Put a good enough defense together, I don't think, to compete. Agreed. The SEC is a is, is a total different animal. Um, yeah, and they're and savages. I think, I think the, the next media. the next coach we're going to talk about will will learn that very very quickly, uh, especially someone who's not even you know really ever had any ties to that area. Uh, Lincoln Riley, I've always thought of him as a, you know like a Southwest area guy, right? He's a Texas Tech alum. Um, you know, he's kind of out of that Mike Leach air raid thumbprint with a little bit different thing. Um, I, th- I think this is a smart move, but where does this leave OU? Um, you know, OU's been getting these recruits from Southern California. Uh, Lincoln Riley took OU from this powerhouse uh, Midwest um, program to this more flashy 
um, you know, keeping up the standard that Bob Stoops set, but this more flashy, uh, flamboyant uh, school. What do you What do you guys think? Yeah. Jose, are you screwed? Yeah, OU is gonna. I, I hate know, to say it, tough for them. Ain't nobody. I'm, I n- nobody wants to go to Norman. No, it's they not. They don't care about the school. They don't care about Norman. It's like not half, pretty. Half my family lives in Oklahoma. I mean, <clears throat> I know. I know about that area. It's not like these kids are just dying to go to OU. I mean, they went there for Lincoln, obviously. Um, I think it's gonna be hard to get recruits back there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna change things drastically when they move to the SEC, especially you know. now when they have to compete with an open Notre Dame. Yes, yes, that that because Notre Dame's such a more prestigious well, and, and if idol, yeah, well, if you think you could get play, if you think you could get a coach like Luke Fickle or Mark Stoops or someone who's in the Midwest, right? Uh, or or Marcus Freeman or someone like that, this the Notre Dame job opening up. So so Lincoln Riley. He 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 bent over OU twice, right? So by him not going to LSU and going to USC, uh, LSU said, "Okay, we're going to offer this stupid amount of money to Brian Kelly," and now now it's open as well. So that's another powerhouse that they've got to compete for, um, you know, for for their coach, right? So yeah, um, man, I I think it's tough, and uh, but he does know that the media will, you know, the the Southern Cal media will uh, will play nice with them for a while. And uh, he knows he can get recruits there. What recruit would not go to want to go to USC? Um, you know, especially if, if Lincoln Riley is the, uh, the driving factor, like you said. Now he has the school that kids want to go to. He has the the uh, conference he can win. The conference he can win, and and the location that that he can win. And the, the recruits are still coming for Lincoln Riley. Um, I just think it's an easier sell for him and. And uh, he knew that, but like you said, Jake, I don't think he was on board with the SEC scenario. No, I don't. I don't think o- so. Either. OU has to get this higher right because they got what one or two years before the SEC, yeah. and you don't yeah. want to be in now, lim- you don't want to be in limbo when that happens. I'm not saying no. OU OU won't be able to recruit ever again. I'm saying it's going to be very very tough to get those kids that Lincoln got to go to Norman. Um, the rumor is Brent Venables. Now, if they get Brent Venables, that's a huge hire for them. Because I think Venables is one of the few coaches that I can think of that could get kids to go to Norman and compete in the SEC, and I think he would have the defenses to compete in the SEC. Exactly. Brent Venables can get the defensive players to keep you in a lot of games in the SEC. See, what I was worried about is they were going to try to go after a guy like Luke Fickle, and I do not think Luke Fickle can compete in the SEC. I'm gonna be honest. I like Fickle. I think he's a good coach. Yeah, but I do not think. We'll we'll talk about this more, and I think we'll kind of transition now into the, the Notre Dame job. But like you said, Luke Fickle's a Midwest guy. So, he's a Big Twelve coach. Yeah. He well he's he's a mid he's a Midwest guy. Um, you know he's a big Big Ten. Um, you know somewhere around there. That's where he wants to be. He wants to be in the Midwest. That's where he's from. His dream job is Ohio State. Um, he you know he kind of bleeds that uh, scarlet and gray or whatever, but. OU has to get this higher right, and they need a guy to step in there, kind of steady the program. I put my money on Bob Stoops coming back, grooming up another guy for four or five more years until his son. Well, he's going to be there interim head coach. Yeah, until his son graduates. Yeah. But that's where I'd put my money as Bob Stoops comes in and, and he writes the ship for the next couple of years between now and the SEC. Now, and that would be a great deal for OU. Now, from what I've heard, the Brent Venables thing like, like, is like a done deal. They just haven't announced it. 
So that's that's I think I think that's that's a great that's a great deal too. They're very um, good hires. That's true. Bob Stoops coming in and coaching the bowl and being around the program right now is the best thing for that 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 that, that uh, university. And I think if he can come in and and get those kids on board and help facilitate that, I think keeping your your current roster as much as you can is very very huge in any of these coaching changes. Yeah. You know. Uh, and if you're not going to name the coach right away, you got to have somebody like Bob Stoops that's there. Hey, we're going to get the we're going to keep this program where it's at, you know, and that's that's huge. So uh, transitioning to that news broke on Monday night, which we're recording on Tuesday night, that uh, Notre Dame's head coach, longtime head coach, winning his coach in history, Brian Kelly, would be leaving the program for um, taking his services to. Uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where they do football a little bit differently down there. What was your guys' initial, initial reaction on that? And then I will I will jump in. But uh, I, needless to say, I have a lot to say about this. Shocking. Um, my mind was blown, but I also didn't know whether to cry or to celebrate. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. No one but saw to that be coming. fair, I think he's going to do really well down there. I know you. Th- I think you disagree. I think he's going to do extremely well at LSU. Um, I think he's going to be able to recruit, especially if he can pull his coordinators with him. Now, I know that um, your DC is the favorite to get the head coaching job, um, but if he is it Tommy Reese, though, OC? Yes. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah Tommy Reese. Um, yeah, if he can get Reese down there, and and, and then and then I doubt he gets. Um, um, gosh dang it! I just had I just had his name. The, the defense coordinator, Marcus Freeman. Um, yeah, yeah, Marcus Freeman. Thank you, good lord. Um, I don't think Marcus Freeman leaves because, uh, to be honest, I think Notre Dame would be dumb not to offer him the position. Correct. Um, uh, because if they let him walk and they let him go to LSU, he will. They will turn LSU into a powerhouse. Powerhouse. Marcus Freeman's a really good recruiter. I know that. Um, they had like the number two recruiting class in twenty twenty three. At Notre Dame, which is extremely hard to do, so that's extremely impressive. Um, Notre Dame's probably going to lose some of those recruits now, and I want to be shocked to see some of those guys go to LSU. Um, so that's going to help him immediately uh, as soon as he gets there. Um, I think he's going to do well down there. The fan base is now. If he doesn't do well, he will be fired in two years, um, yeah. three years. He, he sure. will get fired quickly because that fan base will run him out, um, and they will just have to pay another guy. Um, I don't think that happens because there's just so much talent in Louisiana. Um, just just raw football talent in Louisiana that I don't think he's going to struggle recruiting-wise. And I think – I just think he's a solid coach. So I, I, I see why he moved. Um, but the, or I, I worded that wrong. I don't, I don't see why he moved. It doesn't make any sense because they just won 11 games. Um, and he's also – a little fun fact that I read – there's been 12 coaches in the last 30 years to leave a power five program or a, um, or a uh, group of five program um, that had won 11 games the year they left. And five of them went to the NFL. Five of them don't want, no longer coach because of recruiting violations or some other kind of violation. And the other two are both Kelly. He left Cincinnati the year they had 11 wins to go to Notre Dame, and then he left Notre Dame when they had 11 wins to go to LSU. Yep. So he's the only coach to ever do that. Yep. So so there, there's a lot in this. 
Um, and I, I'm not really sure where to start. Um, I, I agree with you, Jake. I think he will be successful there. Um, I think this is Brian Kelly knowing, hey, I'm 61 years old. Uh, I'm probably not gonna. I'm not really not gonna work out this 10-year, uh, 95 million plus incentive, somewhere around uh, 13 million dollar a year uh, with everything uh, contract. This is generational money, right? My grandkids, grandkids will will be fine. Um, and this is, hey, I want to go and I want to be able to recruit any single player that I want, get them in school, and have a chance to win a national championship. And I think he knows that he's probably only coaching two or three more years. And I think that, especially based on some of the things he said in press conferences this year, I think that he thought that that's not obtainable at Notre Dame, which may be a realistic expectation, you know, considering um, – the kind of players that they have to bring in. Now, if you look at all of the academic schools right now, Northwestern, Stanford, uh, any high academic schools that are out there besides Notre Dame are not good right now. And that is because Notre Dame has every single player that is a four or five or even three-star recruit that fits into, they can get into those schools. And that is a testament to the hires that Brian Kelly's made, not what he has actually done on the recruiting trail. This last year, we're looking at these two and three uh, recruit, you know, no, ranking recruiting classes that's because brian kelly's actually got out there and all of that goes back to especially on the defensive side marcus freeman uh and you you mentioned this uh jake but if they do not appoint marcus freeman the next head coach i think the 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 negatives of not doing that um outweigh any negatives of him failing as a coach uh, if he comes in and he wins, you know, eight to ten games the next three years there, which is maybe what the fan base would consider a little bit of a setback, I think the recruiting level will be completely, completely changed because it's changed since he's been there. Um, now the rumor is that that Brian Kelly wants to uh, make Marcus Freeman the highest paid assistant in college football, um, but he would have been the highest paid assistant. He may be the highest paid assistant currently. Uh, where he is right now, and Notre Dame does not disclose, disclose that. But he came to Notre Dame last year over at LSU. Um, he he is a father. He has six kids. He's thirty like thirty six years old and has six kids. So this is a guy that's uh, he he's an old thirty six year old, um, and uh, I think he wants to be in the Midwest. And I think uh, I think Notre Dame is 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 where he wants to be, but it's going to be up to the administration to pull the trigger on Freeman. Um, I think if they don't do that, they're really going to hurt the program, and they're going to be an exodus like you've never seen. Uh, it'll make the exodus at OU look like uh, – it, it'll make it look weak. Um, but currently, there have been no decommits. Uh, no one entered the transfer portal, nothing. And it is unanimous across the board from every recruit uh, via Twitter, every player, uh, that Marcus Freeman is the guy they want. So um, – I would not be surprised one bit if they make the move, but also wouldn't be surprised if they win another route. Um, just because nothing, as as a fan, nothing can surprise you now that, you know, the coach that I would have I would have bet two days ago, um, a week's salary that the dude was not going to leave until he retired. I just He's, I did not see that happening. Mark and Fr Marcus Freeman's too good of a coach and recruiter for Notre Dame to let him walk. There's no way. Well, and that that's the thing. If you look at our defensive recruiting since he's been there. It, it is yeah. it is it is unmatched. I mean, we're we're getting four and five star guys at will, and that's just not something you do. Those players, of course, you know they they've got to be able to 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 
to get into you know get into school and be able to keep the academics up and there's just not a lot of those four and five star guys out there that can do that but any of them that can he's getting uh and he's he's going down to louisiana i mean we have we have two guys from louisiana right now uh that are that are committed um we have we have guys all across the nation and, and a lot of guys from the from the southeast that uh, a lot of sec schools we battled against and that, that have signed because of marcus freeman so I think they, they got to make the move, and if they don't, I think it's going to be dumb. Um, I guess number two in the odds right now is Luke Fickle. Uh, when you look at the Vegas odds, I think he is he is second on the list of um, possible candidates. Um, but again, I worry if Fickle came, Freeman would leave and take the Cincinnati job or go down with Brian Kelly. Well, Kelly said he'd make him the highest paid assistant. Yes. And he yeah. said he'd give Tommy Reese, what, a $400,000 bonus? Yeah, he can have he can have Tommy Reese. Uh, I think the, the the talk is is Marcus Freeman would go after UNC's uh, offensive coordinator. I think that's Jay Bateman. Uh, if I'm not yeah, right. um, that's who he would want. Which that would I mean, dude, that would be awesome. Uh, he he put in um, uh, he he put uh, three three or four players. Phil Longo, yeah, Bateman is the defensive coordinator. He he he's we don't want him. Uh, Phil Longo is uh, the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at the University of North Carolina. Uh, he's developed Sam Howell very well. You know, Sam Howell came in and started as a freshman. He's going to be probably a top 10 um, draft pick. Um, you know, so I would like to see that happen. That would be a pretty pretty nasty tandem uh, to see them, um, see them do it. But there is rumblings that during Brian Kelly's introductory press conference tomorrow uh, at LSU that Jack Swarbick, the athletic director, um, the athletic director for Notre Dame will have a press conference at the same time. So <laughs> I don't know if that's a little, uh, throwing a little shade or what, but we will see. Oh, that's a lot of shade. Yeah. So <clears throat> a couple other, a couple other things, uh, Jack Schwarbeck's press conference today, he did say that they will not name an interim because the staff is so well, uh, versed in knowing what they're doing. Uh, that they don't need an interim. Basically, they're going to just appoint someone. Hey, you make the, the the call for, you know, calling timeouts and things like that, and the coin flip. But everybody knows what they're doing, so they need to do that. Um, I, I guess just to throw a few more details out there, if you guys aren't tired of me talking yet, um, there was uh, Brian Kelly and two assistants walked out of a recruit's house last night, and the two assistants found out on their phone that Brian Kelly was leaving, and he was right next to them and hadn't told them. Uh, so that was pretty rough. 7 a.m. player meeting this morning lasted about 11 minutes, and Brian Kelly deuced out. Um, so I do feel bad for the players um, there. That is that is not a good situation. Um, Jack Swarbick did say that all of the coaches, uh, they were out on the recruiting trail. Um, he told them to stay out and continue recruiting, and that business would go on as usual. Uh, but there has also been confirmation that one coach was asked to return, and that was Marcus Freeman. So... Um, I think things are leaning that way, but it, it will be it will be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, Caleb, you got any thoughts, yeah. my man? Um, no, I, I, I'd like to see Marcus get it. I'd also like to see Fickle and Marcus take that take that job and just continue what they've been do, what they were doing at Cincinnati. I think they had that they have that program on their way and I think they're gonna be really good in the uh I think they're really gonna be good in the uh what did they go into? They're going to the Big Twelve. Yeah. Yeah, 
I don't know. I know Fickle and Freeman are good friends, and I think if Fickle came, I think Marcus would still stay. But yeah, it would, it would have to be a. I think, huge, I think if Fickle doesn't get it, race. he'll go somewhere else. Fickle will go somewhere else for sure. I I, I think uh, there's been talk that the Fickle has four jobs that he would take, and that's uh, Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Uh, he he has made those comments before. Penn State, Michigan State, it's not going to happen. Uh, Ohio State, if Ryan Day goes to the uh, NFL uh, or does something like that, he may take that make take that job. Um, but um, but um, you know, far as far as that goes, I, I I would see if they could figure out a way to keep Freeman and Fickle at Notre Dame. I think that'd be an, that would definitely raise the raise the floor and the ceiling for what Notre Dame could do. I think there's a national championship possibility there. Um, but I, I've said it before. I could see I could see a legit run. Um, at a national championship uh, by 2024, if the recruiting stayed the way it was, um, yeah. And I think Tommy Reese, you know, even though uh, Brian Kelly's yeah. wanting him to come down there, Tommy Reese the last few weeks has had his discretion on the offense, and the offense has been totally different. Uh, Brian Kelly is a, a micromanager, and uh, without his thumb on the on the the pulse of this offense, it has looked much better. So I think I think Tommy Reese probably wants to make a name for himself at Notre Dame, where he went to school. Without yeah, Brian, he without, wants to stay there. Yeah, without Brian Kelly looking over his shoulder, so it'll a lot and of he, it. Uh, oh, up? go ahead. No, go for it. I mean, with Freeman, he would definitely have full rank because Freeman's a defensive guy. Yeah, it's gonna be. It would be them doing their thing. Another key piece they need to keep is Mike Elson. If you look at the draft picks, uh, all the higher draft picks in Notre Dame, and you look at the best part of that team is the D line. Uh, he is an integral part of what they do on defense. Uh, a Marcus Freeman head coach would mean Elson would move up to defensive coordinator, and that would be a great way to keep him because Freeman could still coach the linebackers like he does, and Elson could continue to do the D-line, and then they can scheme things up together. So I think that would be great. Honestly, I think the program ceiling raises without Brian Kelly um, because yeah. the way Brian Kelly does things – it changes them, and there, there's a lot of people that are happy that he's gone. But there'll be a lot of people upset if they don't make the right right hire. I think Freeman's the man. It, it will be. Get, it, it will be interesting to see how it plays out. But I think we'll we'll hear it probably as soon as tomorrow. Yeah, I I would love for him to walk in there same time as Brian Kelly's doing his press conference, and say, "Hey, we got it. We got our guy. We're ready to go." I don't know if that'll happen. Um, and I think, you know, I told you guys before, I thought Marcus Freeman had a, a silent agreement that he would be the next head coach um, at Notre Dame. And um, um, I thought that's kind of kind of what we were leaning toward. Um, so I think the uh, if he is a head coach and it takes a week or so, I think that the search is kind of a formality. And Freeman, yeah. Freeman, Freeman knows he's going to be the guy. So, man, I hope so, because that's what the players want. And I think that's most important in this situation. Yep, I think so. All right, Jake, you got anything else to say? I could rant on this all day, and I'm sure we'll do it. College football playoff rankings are out. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Bama 3, Cincy's at 4. Uh, I think we've kinda, we'll have kind of kind of touch later in the week on some other you know options, but I think if everybody wins, they're in, obviously. I think if Georgia loses, they are still in, and Bama's both in. I think if Bama loses, I think as long as Oklahoma State wins, they are in. Uh, Notre Dame is at 6, which makes this, this thing even more unprecedented that – you know, you're right there on the on the on the cusp of a championship, and you you leave your leave your team. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. You guys got any last thoughts? 
Uh, all I know is Arkansas's coach ain't leaving. Nope. Sam Pittman, yes, sir. I like him, man. He's he ain't going nowhere. He's there for the long run. Uh, great culture. Uh, I think uh, Hunter Yurchek got it right. Yeah, dude. Yep. Yep. So it's uh, it's good to be a hog. What a great season for uh, for the boys on the hill. And uh, we'll see how the rest of this coaching carousel plays out. Now, I'm a little heartbroken, a little uh, uh, lacking on sleep, but uh, there will be there will be other days. Um, but uh, anyways, um, nothing else from you guys. Nope. Nope. I think we said it all. All right. If you stuck around for our ranting for 45 minutes, we appreciate you. Make sure you share this show with your friends. We do try hard on it, and uh, we'd love to uh, to get the word out there a little more. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get uh, get your podcast. We are there. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.